This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist Rite 2 for December 11th, 2022. Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. It is so good to be with you this morning. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time or for the first time in a long time. It is so much, such a joy to have you with us. And I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us on our live stream. Thank you for joining us. We're glad to have the opportunity to worship with you. If you'd like to know more about us, you can go to our website, redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org. And you can uh, click on the About tab, learn more about us, and uh, contact us. We can learn more about you and welcome you into the life of this community. A few announcements for us this morning, friends, before we begin the service. The first thing I want to remind you of is that this Thursday at 7 p.m. in this space, we do have our Advent Lessons and Carols service. So glad to welcome that back into the life of this place. Uh, This Thursday, 7 p.m., Advent Lessons and Carols. And yes, for those of you who would like to participate but will not be able to be here in person, we will have that live streamed, and you can watch that Advent Lessons and Carols live streamed. Um, But of course, you're always welcome to be with us in this space. Um, A couple things I want to make sure you know about. I want to invite you to uh, hang out after the service. We have two different ways that you can uh, be present and be here uh, and just be with us. Uh, One is, of course, that you can join us for coffee hour in the Great Hall. Just go take a right when you walk out of the doors and walk around until you see people hanging out. And uh, you'll see a big coffee cart. And join us for some treats and, and our coffee hour. Or you can come into the parlor. And in the parlor, we will have our Episcopal Advent Education Hour. 
Um, and, and, the, and this week, uh, we will be, you can join us as we explore the topic of advocacy uh, with Elizabeth Clapp, Molly Russell, and the Reverend Melanie Slane. Hope you will join us for that uh, in the parlor right after the service. So, coffee hour or Advent, Episcopal Advent, either way, you have somewhere to be right after this. A couple of things I want to let you know about. Um, I want you to notice, of course, that our tree is up, and right now it is doing its part as our annual giving tree. We encourage everyone to take a tag from the giving tree as well as to contribute to our annual Christmas flowers. There's a button right on this app, which I am using for my announcements. You can get the announcements here, too. And you can also find both on our Advent events page on our website. Children, this morning, um, we want to invite you all, uh, children ages 3 through 10, to gather for Kids Chapel. Um, Hannah's right in the back right there. She's waiting for you. You can join her. And then we will, you will all be back in time to share communion with us. After the service, we will not have children's education. Instead, we will have our Christmas pageant preparations in our club course space on the cloister side of the Great Hall. And if you haven't registered your children for the pageant yet, that's okay. Uh, but please do so on our Church of the Redeemer app under children's registrations and join the group this morning. And there is a lot of programming from here up until Christmas and beyond. You can find all of those, all of the information for that on our events uh, tab on our app or on our page. And one final thing, I'm going to say this for the last uh, time this year so you can, you can celebrate inwardly as I say this for the last time this year. Um, we, I want to remind you that we are wrapping up our annual giving. And if you have not had a chance to make a pledge for the 2023 year, you are welcome to do that, invited to do that. You can do that online. You can do that on your app uh, under giving. And you can do that uh, with some pledge cards in the narthex, which is our fancy word for lobby. And if you have any questions about pledging, you can contact me, and I'm glad to talk with you about that. Okay, these are all the announcements I plan to make this morning, so it is so good we get to be together. I invite you, as you are able, to please stand, and we will begin with a song. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, 
that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. Because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. reading from the prophet Isaiah. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransom of the Lord shall return, and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. The word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Today we get to sing together the song of Mary. So I want to draw that to your attention on page six of your bulletin. I want to see all of your mouths moving as we do this. Uh, I wanted to give you two quick notes about the text. We will not sing the glory to the Father at the very end, so that'll make things a little easier. Don't have to worry about that. And there's one little vertical dash that we are missing if you care about such things. We will change notes on the third line at the word favor. I'm, I'm sure you'll get it. So. Thank you. 
A reading from the letter of James. Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Beloved, do not grumble against one another so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. As an example of suffering and patience, beloved, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet, the least in kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of our Lord. Open our minds, warm our hearts, but also bend our wills. 
for we seek to hear your word. Amen. On a cold and dreary winter morning, not so long ago and not too far away, one of the beloved matriarchs of this church, who sits among you today, spoke words affirming of the moment and suitable for the story we hear in the gospel-inspired canticle for today. Amidst the cacophony of idle chatter, she raised her voice intent on commanding the attention of those nearby, demanding that they turn their hearts toward the scripture about to be read in their presence. And there in that space, and in that moment, she spoke with clarity and strength the following words. Shut up, boys. (laughs) I decided I could start and end my sermon today with just her three words. But I think this occasion calls for some elaboration. Today, we celebrate the voices of women. Every year on this third Sunday of Advent, Gaudete Sunday, if we're being fancy, we read or hear or sing the wondrous and mighty song of Mary, the mother of God. The complexities of her role in our religious lives are unnumbered. Some of us grew up knowing her as a meek and mild, submissive little girl, the exemplar of Christian motherhood and the archetype of devoted subservience and virgin chastity. Altogether adored and resented. A lady whose made-up life you would strive to emulate only to realize the endeavor was impossible to accomplish. I remember going to the Greek Orthodox Church with my yaya as a little girl and kissing the face of her icon while a voice whispered in my ear, this is the Theotokos, the God-bearer, the perpetual reminder that human women with strength and pain and wisdom, brought the almighty and eternal God into our world. Most of my mainstream Protestant friends had very little reference for her, other than that little figurine that was next to Jesus in the manger scene at Christmas perhaps a bit surprised to see her draped in blue and not pink, like we were told sweet little girls should be. Growing up in the Episcopal Church, we didn't talk too much about her, except for on this third Sunday of Advent, where we lit the wreath candles and told the story of how the boys shut up and the women sang the songs that echo throughout eternity. The Magnificat, the Song of Mary, 
positioned in the middle of the first chapter of the Gospel according to Luke, is one of the very few pieces of Christian Holy Scripture that passes the Bechtel test. Meaning, it is among very few written accounts in our holiest of books that features two named women speaking to one another about something other than men. That first chapter of Luke, though, begins with Zechariah, the husband of Elizabeth and father of John the Baptizer, the cousin-in-law of Mary, the mother of God. That chapter starts out with a pretty normal-looking day in the life of the priestly order. As Zechariah, an old man without any children, is chosen to go before God and make sacrifice for his people. Just a good, normal guy going about his day, living in the status quo of men of his status. When all of a sudden, an angel appears in front of him in the midst of a cloud of incense. Obviously, he nearly pooped his pants. Because, let's be real, seeing an angel in real life could be a pretty terrifying experience. And if that wasn't enough of a shock, the message that this messenger brought was even more astounding to Zechariah. Your wife, Elizabeth, who has surely already gone through menopause, is going to have a son. And this child will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will be a prophet to his people. This child of yours will prepare the way of the Lord and prepare your people to receive God into their hearts and into their lives. Yes, I, Elizabeth, I said, your, your wife, Elizabeth. Well, Zachariah could have said any number of things in that moment, but what he came up with was, prove it. <laughs> Gabriel, in response, then echoes the voice of all women ever when he speaks the eloquent and poignant words of God. Boy, shut up. <laughs> and for nearly a year thereafter, Zechariah is unable to speak. Voiceless becomes his doubt and fear and contempt for what God is about to do in the world through human women. Gabriel's next stop is Mary. He goes to her and asks her consent in making the word of God alive in her flesh. From you, Mary, will come the Savior of the world the holy child of God, whose kingdom will have no end. Then, in full knowing, in the greatest story ever told, Mary says, yes. Yes to the ways of God. Yes to all the things that seem impossible to Zechariah. Yes, to the radical message of the Almighty that flips the entire social hierarchy of wealth and tyranny upside down. Yes, to the voice of the voiceless that makes mute 
the ways of the world. Mary knew exactly what she was saying yes to. Yes to mercy and love and goodness. Yes to reciprocity and reparation. Yes to lifting up the lowly, filling the hungry with good things. And no to keeping things the way they've always been and doing things the way they've always been done. As Mary welcomes the word of God, her voice is magnified, making way for us to live in her ways and let her song be our song. Tell out my soul the greatness of the Lord. Tell out my soul the greatness of God's might. Powers and dominions lay their glory by. Proud hearts and stubborn wills are put to flight. The hungry fed, the humble lifted high. Today we are invited to join Mary in giving voice to those who speak the truth of who God really is, the one who comes to disturb the status quo, the one who keeps their promises, the one who feeds the hungry and provides for the poor and empowers all people to speak the truth of God's word, the radical truth of God's word. We are asked to join Mary and magnify the voices of those who believe that the love of God can be born in barren and broken places, that the mercy of God will be poured out on those who have been disenfranchised, marginalized, and oppressed. We join Mary in saying that fear has no home in the womb of wonder, and that a pregnant, unwed refugee, teenager, has the potential to turn the whole world upside down if men would just shut up long enough to listen to her song. Eventually, Zachariah did speak again. But many months later, his words sounded quite different than from before. Doubt and fear were replaced by revelation and insight. Deliverance and freedom became his anthem. Forgiveness and salvation were met with compassion, and peace became a pathway for his feet. After some time of silence, after listening to the women, his voice aligned with God's, and he was able to speak again. But more than that, he was able to be heard. Each one of you has the potential to be a herald of this good news. Each of you a soul capable of magnifying the message of the Almighty. Each of you a potential prophet of the radical realities of God that makes stretch marks a stigmata and the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, an opportunity to wake up and look for Jesus in our lives. 
I hear it takes just a few simple words to change our world. Here am I, servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And I have it on good authority that boys can say this too. Please stand as you are able. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. As we eagerly await the coming of our Lord and Savior, who brings light into our weary world, we turn to you, O God, with our concerns and thanksgivings, saying, comfort your people, O God. Let your light shine in our hearts. We pray for the church throughout the world and for all who serve the world in Christ's name, especially for Brad Goff, who was ordained a deacon yesterday. Confirm your church, O oh God. Let your light shine in our hearts. We pray for people everywhere that division and hatred, poverty and ignorance may be cast out and that where the, there is conflict, leaders may be strengthened and inspired to unite for peace. Comfort your nations, O oh God. We pray that this Advent time of hopeful expectation may be for us a time of grace, reflection, and generosity. We give thanks especially for the birth of Simon Lee Marcus, son of Leanne Custer and Steve Marcus, grandson of Cynthia Williams. Open our hearts wide as we prepare for your coming. Comfort your world, O oh God. Let your light shine in our 
We pray for those who are sick or frail and for those who feel alone. We pray for people and places that long for relief from suffering, especially Linda Borden, Martin Pop, Louise Lenoette, Pearson Daly, Roger Foote, Frank Keenan, Lori Callahan, Gail Lincoln, Jay Arisman, Scott Gunn, Nancy Duckert, Bill Thayman, Elizabeth Ross, Pam Leonard, Marilyn Ott, Mike Krug, Catherine Albertson, Anne Blanker, Bob McGonigal, Lee Hardy, Patty Livermore, Bill Powell, Liz Childneck, Mary Ann Fottle, Scotty Carruthers, Christina Wolf. And those we name now, silently or aloud. God remind us that we are not alone. Comfort your children, O oh God. For the dying and the dead, that the souls of the departed may live in your eternal light. Comfort your saints, O oh God. Comfort, comfort your people, O oh God. Cause a new light to shine in our hearts and keep us in hopeful expectation that you will make yourself known to us in small and generous ways as we await the coming of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior who lives and reigns with you in this Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Now may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Now walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We will give thanks to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because you sent your beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death and to make us heirs in him of everlasting life that when we shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice to behold his appearing. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory. We offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice that we may be acceptable through him being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us to that heavenly country where with Mary and all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 
Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. These are the gifts of God for the people of God.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the blessing of God, creator, redeemer, and sanctifier be with us all forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.